0: I'm your host, Nate Webb. Let's get to it. What's up, everybody, and welcome back. It is great to be at BBG. Happy summer, everybody, and happy Pride Month as well. Um, because it is summer, I am currently in my garage instead of my office trying to keep my voice down so my boys don't wake up from their nap. That being said, today's episode is going to be amazing. Today we're talking about how we can be better allies of the lttbq community especially as christians and my guest is one of my old friends from college megan keat she um she she's not gay she has a brother that's gay and she has a, a lot of people in her community that are gay and she was recently able to show her support to those individuals it started out as an act of vandalism that happened to their area that she was able to fight with kindness it's gonna be awesome i'll let her do the talking but first gotta pay the bills All right, everybody, we are back. So right now, it's June. And June is Pride Month, where we get to celebrate those in the LGBTQ community and work to spread awareness towards the hardships and stigma that those of the LGBTQ community face. While there's a lot of celebration and happiness, there's also some hate and bigotry we are still striving to overcome. But as we act with kindness, we overcome that. And that is why I have here with me one of my old college friends, Megan Keat. She has a heart of gold and recently was able to show the world just how powerful we are when we are kind. Thank you so much, Megan, for being here today.
1: Oh Yeah, you bet. I'm excited to, to talk a little bit about this.
0: <laughs> so it, it's been a long time, like 11 years. We went to USU way back in the day. It's been a really long time, yeah. Good old the, Morgan Hall and Rich Hall. Yeah. Freshman <laughs>
1: year at Utah State, dating your roommate. Oh my goodness. I, I wasn't I going out a lot of, of like time. That, at, I spent a lot of time at
0: your apartment. Definitely were. Yep. <laughs> it was a good time. Um, Now look at us all grown up. And recently you kind of accidentally went viral on the news um, with some th- stuff that went on in your neighborhood. Tell us a little bit about that and what all went down from your side of the story. So
1: to be honest, I feel every time I talk about it, I feel kind of weird because I don't really feel like it's my story to tell, but I'm not shy, I'm a speech therapist, so I love talking. And I, I feel like I've kind of just become the spokesperson for my neighborhood on this one. So, um, I mean, everything I talk about, it's not, people are so kind, but I just, I feel a little embarrassed by how much attention has been put on me because it's not, I did, I really didn't do much. I was just, again, kind of a voice and created a space for a lot of people to do a lot of good. Um, so anyway, with that being said, a couple days ago, someone snuck in our neighborhood during the day and stole all the pride flags all the pride kind of related items in our neighborhood They took like my Becky Edwards sign and it, the way they did it was really intentional it was really hurtful and hateful and it wasn't a prank they like snapped a lot of polls they targeted the trans kids in our neighborhood's house more than the others like it just felt really icky and I, a few of my friends and I, I was just, we were fuming. We were just so frustrated and they filed police reports. And, um, I just realized I needed to take this energy that I was expending on being angry and channel it to, to doing good. And in the past, I, again, I just have so many amazing, generous, good people in my life. And, um, in the past I've, I've done little fundraisers for some really important causes and and um, I knew that I could do something similar and that people would respond because people are so good and I threw it out there on social media I threw it out there on our neighborhood page of just kind of explaining what had happened and asking people to chip in if they wanted to so we could replace those flags quickly and I was really worried about these LGBT teens in my um, neighborhood and so I wanted to make sure they had care packages and they knew we loved them and just kind of metaphorically stopped the bleeding of this awful accident that had happened and so anyway within like an hour or two we had just hundreds and hundreds of dollars pouring in from you know three dollar donations to hundred dollar donations and people just were so anxious and ready to support all the LGBTQ people that they knew and especially those in our neighborhood and it just turned into this beautiful thing of so many people coming together wanting to show love throughout the whole state, throughout the country, I mean, I had people, you know, out of state, like, wanting to contribute, and uh, it was just, it was so beautiful, and it was so affirming to me that, you know, I think especially in more conservative communities, LGBT people can feel so isolated or alone, and it just was such a testament to me of how many people there are, how many allies there are that just want to show love and support, and, you know, it was one person's hateful action, but it just turned into this beautiful demonstration to me of how much good there is in the world and how generous people really, really are.
0: It was so, so cool to like, as an outsider, watch it unfold from the, you know, the, from the, the reporting of the the vandalism down to, I mean, you didn't just replace the, the, the flags. You got care packages for the teens in the neighborhood, for people that are affected. I mean, I am sure there are some kids out there in the neighborhood that were really scared when they saw that vandalism, those, the flag stolen and the, the targeted isolated act of hate. And I can't even imagine how much it meant for them to have other people like you creating that safe space. I, I feel it's so, it's so humbling that you say, oh, I didn't do much. I just created a safe place for people to be kind. And yet that is the biggest thing that someone could do for kids that might be struggling, who might be scared, who might be fearful. Um, I mean, as a school counselor, I cannot believe the amount of kids that, some, that that come out to me that are just terrified. I just want someone to love them and accept them for who they are. And I love seeing people like you that spread that love mm-hmm. and give people a spot to. It's really generous.
1: And I think I think the reason why I was so anxious to jump on this quickly is because I know what it means for people to see a flag, right? And I think people can feel so threatened by that and feel so, you know, feel like that's, you know, targeted towards them or hateful towards them and their beliefs. But for people in the community, it's a sign that there's someone that loves them. There's a sign that someone wants to acknowledge their existence, right? Ah. It it says nothing to, you know, your political beliefs or your religious beliefs. It's merely a sign of like, you are allowed to exist. You're allowed to be, and I see you. And And I don't think people realize what a meaningful symbol that can be, right? And again, I think there's so many people that that want to help and support and uh, just don't know how to or afraid to, but just taking the first steps of, like, just making sure the people around you know and checking your conversations and how you talk about members of the community, how you talk about what you see on media and, and just just the little tiny adjustments can be such a big difference. Wearing a rainbow pin every once in a while, you know, just little things, it's just, it makes, it means the world to someone that can feel otherwise really threatened or just unsure of, you know, how someone even views their right to exist.
0: Oh yeah. I know there are so many people that are closeted out of fear and we don't know who's listening to yeah, our absolutely, conversations. Absolutely. We don't know who might, I mean, growing up, I know, you know, I, I'm Christian, you're Christian and growing up hearing and sometimes participating in like homophobic jokes and things like that. Absolutely. I had yeah. no clue who I was affecting until you never know until you know, and right. you never know who's listening. Now you've always been Pretty outspoken ally for the LGBTQ community. What makes you so passionate about being an ally and being an advocate and being a safe? Oh, I
1: haven't always. I have not always. I, you know, also grew up in a really conservative religious community. And, you know, my parents, I think the world of them and they talk openly about how, you know, they were pretty bigoted and prejudiced before uh, my brother came out. And, you know we i remember like watching on tv and then like seeing a couple of guys hold hands and my parents would be outraged like oh the gay agenda oh my gosh it's so awful you're like it's infiltrating us and infiltrating our homes or whatever and they i just i remember so vividly like those little moments and my i don't want to speak for him but my dad talks about when he when my brother came out to him that he said he felt like all his Prejudices were like showed to him, and they just melted away, and and mm. he was able to just kind of see, oh no, it's not, you know, this crazy agenda, with these people trying to enforce whatever. It's like it's Danny, it's my brother, it's you know, or his kids it was like it was my son, and I saw him for who he is, and I and I realized, no, I love, I love him, I love this person, and so I, I that's been so formative for me, just putting faces right to to all the letters of the LGBTQ, right? right? It's, right. It's their people, their existences, their stories, their human beings with hearts and desires and, and beautiful, beautiful hearts um, with so much to give. And, and so I think the more people that I've met, the crazier it would seem to me to ever have any prejudice or, you know, deny their right to exist. And I, I think once you humanize it, it, it becomes really hard to not love people
0: in the community a hundred percent and so I guess the question arises how can we be better allies because I mean as Christians in the Christian community in Utah a highly religious place a highly conservative place I mean you said it earlier those who are gay or queer or trans or bi can feel really isolated and alone um, Absolutely. and I know there's a lot of good people that want to show their support for the brothers and sisters in the community, but they feel kind of awkward <laughs> and, and, sure. and, and they, they, they may, they, they may be scared. They might say something offensive and they, they want to help, but they don't know how.
1: Sure. I think it really comes down to just taking the first step and checking your heart first. Right. I was actually thinking a lot about this. Um, it really, it just, it takes nothing away from your faith, from your beliefs, to meet someone, to befriend someone, um, to be kind to someone who lives differently than you, right? It doesn't change anything that you do in your own life to, again, just acknowledge someone's existence that's not your own. And when, again, when you get to know people, the differences that you thought were so big, and were such impossible divides, they just melt away, and they fade away, and you realize, you know, we're, we're really not that different. And so I think, you know, practical steps, it comes down to creating spaces where conversations can happen organically, right? I, mm-hmm. I've been in situations where people have really tried to force, like, tell me about your existences you know, someone that experiences same-sex attraction or something just like kind of offensive and like weird and just artificial, right? And and so I think these conversations need to happen organically and they do when you create relationships and practical steps. So I'd say to be like, widen your circles, right? Don't just talk to the same people you'd normally talk to, like expand that. Maybe take your kids to a different park than you normally do in a different neighborhood or travel mm-hmm. or like consider your media sources and the voices you're listening to and maybe expanding that as different podcasts or social media people you follow or you know just the, the themes and the opinions and the ideas that you listen to I think are that's such a healthy thing and I think anyone in any walk of life can can widen their circle of love right in Christianity or any other faith tradition it's just we I don't I could go on about this forever but I mean I think ultimately it comes down to like we preach so much about family right so let's take yeah. care of our families and realize that our families are not full of straight people all the time right like oh. there's so much beautiful diversity and if we're really gonna you know I, I ugh, defend the family or whatever that means like let's defend the families that exist right like let's defend my family that has my beautiful gay brother. Like I'm going to defend that family and defend the diversity that's there and the person he is. And, and again, it just, it takes nothing away from your faith to love people and to just yeah. befriend them.
0: It like, takes anyway, I could talk,
1: I could talk all day about that. Yes, <laughs> you
0: could. Yes, you could. Uh, <laughs> and, it, I, and you're absolutely right. It takes nothing away from you to show love and kindness to another person, to treat another person as a human being. One of my favorite books that my son requests to be read to almost every single night is I'll walk with you. But it adds oh, on I a that. few yeah. extra little verses to so the primary song that we had. And as one of them says, if, if you don't love as some people do, some people think your love's not true. But I don't. Oh. I don't. I see you share. I see you care. That's how I show my love for you.
1: Oh, and,
0: tears. oh <laughs> man. It's so wonderful. This world is so wonderful. And like you said earlier, even, I mean, even though this, this thing that happened, it was, it was sad and it was scary. And it was also brought about so much beauty and you talked Absolutely. about how people are good. People, the world wow. is full of good, wonderful people. And I love that we're able to create places where, where we can bring that kindness about. Now, here's a scenario. Let's say we have a family member who comes out, and it shell shocks us. Why is our reaction such a big deal? <laughs> because I mean, we we a lot of people like they want to be able to process this this big news that's changing for them that catches them off guard. But at the same time, they don't want to make that family member feel ashamed. They want sure to make sure they feel loved. I know a lot of people are just like, I am so scared for that moment because I don't want to say the wrong thing.
1: Yeah, I'm not an expert on this. So I don't I don't know if I have much to add, but um, just from my personal observations and kind of anecdotally from what I've seen when just to be excited for them right and I think a lot of times you wouldn't want to come to someone with like a big news or something that feels you know big or maybe exciting or maybe scary and have them be like oh no right like I just I don't know I it I want to give space to people that, that it can be hard and it can be challenging and it can be unexpected but just accepting the person for who they are and where they're at. And if they're excited, you can match their excitement. If they're worried, you can give them a space to talk about their worry. I don't, again, I'm not an expert and there's so many more people that could speak right. to this, but um, I just, I, I think you can just be there, right? And be vulnerable and be honest. And I don't, I, from what I've heard people in the community say, you don't have to do anything. Oh, sorry, my air pod just died. Can you still hear me? Uh, yeah. Um. Okay. Um. You know, you don't have to do anything that, doesn't feel artificial or true to you and your experience, and you can tell people like, "Wow, this is big news for me to process." You know, like how are you feeling? It doesn't have to be about you. Okay, I don't know.
0: I don't know. I don't have the the right. I love to say this. Though. I love this so much. It's not about you. It's yeah. about the people. It's it's about that individual that's coming to you with probably the opening up about the potentially the scariest thing they're trying to get the courage to talk to someone about. Um, right there's a great organization out there called the Trevor project that provide resources and help to prevent suicide of people in the community. And they provide some stats and the stats for suicide among the gay community are staggering. A lot of people think, Oh, they're like, they're struggling because they're gay and this, that, but it's because the lack of support it's because they are scared. And And that's so much shame. At the end of the day, I just can't help shake the feeling kids are dying because right. they just feel ashamed of who they are. Right. We can kind of prevent that. Absolutely. Time. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And there's exactly, there's research, there's statistics, there's, you know, experts. That's not me on, on how to, you know, work through this with your family. If it's something you're struggling with, how to be there for your kids. Right. And, um, I, I just want to uh, kind of talk about my parents for just a second, because I think they're so incredible. And my, uh, brother, says he wasn't even nervous coming out to them because despite, you know, maybe the little things they said here and there about the gays or, you know, whatever yeah. um, they told us probably at least once a week, if not every day, like there is nothing you could ever do or say that would change how I feel about you and that they would change, that would change my love for you. And so we just like knew that in our bones. And, I love that and so it was so cool to see, Uh, my brother come out and just kind of know that 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 was already there that foundation when their relationship was already there and so I think it starts even way before you ever have that conversation and something I try to instill in my parenting is just like that unconditional love for your children and your support and just knowing that you're steadfastly there no matter what um is, I think, just so beautiful for whatever life throws at you, you know, for whoever yeah. who your kids turn out to be, whoever they want to be, just knowing that they're there for you. And um, I, I don't know the research off the top of my head, but there are so many statistics of just like having even one adult in the life of a, an LGBT child, like yep. that is there for them, that accepts them, that loves them, like significantly changes the suicide statistics. And um, anyway, you. there, yeah, there's so much we can do. And it really just starts with
0: with our hearts and with loving people and that's yeah. a pretty cool beautiful solution it's so wonderful i i it was something I, I i tell parents when i speak at schools I, I, it's when i t- say it, it's mainly talking about social media but it kind of applies here too. love your kids louder than the rest of the world can hate them so whatever, beautiful. whatever comes at you love them as loud as you can Um, So I guess in closing, what would you have, what would you have to say to someone who's listening who might be closeted in fear or struggling with the stigma of being gay? What would you have to say to any of those individuals?
1: Just that you're not alone. And even if you feel like you are, just know there's so many people that love you and you can create your children family with those people, you know, regardless of how the people around you react or respond there, you can find your community. There's so many of us that, that are ready to jump in and love you and provide you with as many, you know, resources and love as we can, but just that you're not alone and, you know, it might feel scary, but just, you know, we love you. We're here for you and, and to keep going.
0: I love that. Oh, I love that. Megan, thank you so much for this wonderful conversation.
1: Yeah, thank you for being so a
0: wonderful fun. example of kindness. And thank you for spreading love and kindness. You're amazing. Oh, my God. Oh, so thanks for all you do. It's
1: been great to
0: talk about a subject near and dear to my heart. Absolutely. And thank you for listening to today's episode. Make sure to go follow bulliesbe.gon on Instagram for your daily dose of positivity. And if you want me to come speak in your church school or event, shoot me a DM and we'll make it happen. Always remember you are wonderful, you are worthy, and you are worth it. Be strong, be kind, and we'll see you on the next one.